Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. <clears throat> um, welcome to episode 362. Um, continuing with the series of upholstery, equipment, materials, and techniques. The basic tools and materials of this traditional craft have been passed down to us from our 18th century predecessors with very little change. They're simple, effective, and inexpensive in an ideal combination to encourage the beginner. I feel sure that my choice of career, and even though this is just an ancillary part of my career, must have been significantly influenced by the fact that the tools were within my reach. So I started doing upholstery very, very early on in my furniture career, so some 35 years ago. Um, both financially and physically, so it was easy to get started, and that was a big, uh, a big help. So, if your aim is to attain skill in the craft, I strongly recommend that you equip yourself with a good set of professional tools. They are precisely designed in terms of size and balance to enable you to develop a rhythm of working that will aid you with your dexterity. Household substitutes can be found but the results will not bear comparison. For in instance, a magnetic upholster's hammer, for instance, has nothing to do with an all-purpose tool of the same name. In time, your tools will become your old friends and practice an extension of your hands. It is notoriously difficult to acquire the tools and materials of the trade. Large department stores, professional upholsters and teachers, or mail order specialists are some sources that I would suggest but unfortunately, in 2020, or 2021 now, everyone is going out of business. Be guided by the list, which I'll be uh, presenting to you. But be prepared to accept that your choice may be limited, because again, everyone is going out of business. So. The larger workshop equipment is also relatively simple. But here I fear there is room for making do with improvision until you've decided for your own requirements and you can afford and accommodate more professional equipment. The workspace. A specially built workspace is truly a luxury. In reality, you will probably be working in any available space possible. From a spare bedroom to a garage, you will have to make the most of what you have, but be, be comfortable in these working conditions. And this will contribute to your ease of working and ultimately successful results. Light and space are primary considerations. You'll need good light both above and all around your work. If the light source are limited, have a lamp with a flexible arm that you can reposition as necessary. You must have enough space to allow you to work easily and freely and to move around the workshop without damage. Access to the workspace must also be considered you can move your project in and out without hazards, particularly when it is finished with expensive new top covers and this possibly several centimeters inches larger than the new padding. So upholstery quite differently than furniture, uh, wood, all wood furniture, moving around, you need a lot of flow space because you do not need to pick Scalamandre fabric at $500 a yard. It's unconscionable, it can't happen. So continue, organize your tools and materials so that they are readily accessible. The toolbox should be comfortable at hand. 
I usually keep mine on an old dining chair that can be moved around readily. Set aside an area for your materials near your, your horses and keep them as neat as possible. It is much easier to work if you can lay your hands on threads and scissors without being exacerbated by their elusiveness. It is also a great benefit to have um, the sewing machine threaded and ready for use. So let's just talk about uh, general equipment. A certain amount, uh, let's start, we'll talk about trestles first. A certain amount of work can be done on the tabletop. You will soon discover that a good pair of trestles, also called horses around the world, is quite invaluable. Trestles are commercially available, but it is better to have them custom built. They must support the work at a height that is comfortable for you. The top should be a lip around to provide a channel to make the legs and chairs of sofas secure and not uh, able to slide. The main supporting stretcher should be centrally positioned so that your trestles can be brought closer together when working on a chair sitting on its seat rails with its legs hanging down astride the trestles. A cutting table. This is essential. I use a large sheet of thick particle board, or it could be MDF, with two strips of softwood screwed to the underside. This sits on top of the trestles, stabilized by the battening. And the table provides me with a large surface for cutting out top cover, making cushions, and much other work. And store it upright against the wall, so you're saving space. A sewing machine. I use a heavy-duty industrial machine but your own domestic model will suffice if you use the large needles for heavier materials. If you need a stitched leather, especially if it's to be piped, cut and mark your work and ask a professional upholsterer or draping maker to stitch it for you. And right now, with so many people going out of business, um, there, at least in the Northeast of the United States, there's a slew of upholstery, drapery sewing machines, and leather sewing machines available for pennies on the dollar, literally for four or five hundred dollars, you can get something four or five years old. A button press. This piece of equipment is used to cover button molds with top cover. However, it is not essential since many sewing machine shops or upholsters offer a covering surface. A tool tray. Have a plastic or wooden tray with compartments and a handle to hold your tools and a roll of soft cloth to hold needles and skewers. C-clamps. This can be used to clamp slip seat frames to trestles. Other items. Have a hard and a variety of plastic lids and other small containers for storing tacks and pins. A note about pad and pencil are useful also for reminders about your work, measurements, buttoning patterns, etc. Which are easily forgotten, so don't be sidetracked by a phone call or something and forgot what you thought you would never forget. I also use a camera to keep records of my work. A supply envelope can be used for storing screws that are removed that can be replaced. And make a note to put a, a piece of blue tape or painter's tape on every screw of where it came out of. It's essential. You don't need to spend your time figuring out where the hell six screws have to go back. Uh, you also need chalk for marking measurements. Disposable gauze masks should be used when you're removing dusty materials from old upholstery. This is virtually essential. A lot of mold spores are contained. And finally, keep your workplace neat. Have the dustpan and brush, vacuum cleaner, and large bags for trash. 
Um, this will be Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out. Just getting into the beginning of our uh, setting up our, our workshop for upholstery for the homeowner.